Welcome to Mystics and Broomsticks podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. All right, Melanie has a big month going on, so you've got me to deal with once again. <laughs> um, but it, it works out because I had someone reach out and say, I'd love to hear what you do for to celebrate Yule because I'm trying to integrate some Yule's celebratory practices. So what are you doing to celebrate Yule? And I like this idea because I'm going to be like forthright and candid. I should have booked a guest. I am not the be all end all for what you could be doing for your Yule practices. Like there's definitely someone that has a better authority on, on that. But what I think is good is that there's probably a lot of more like witch curious people out there. So I do feel like I have some stuff for the witch curious people. And especially if you're kind of like a busy witch curious person, um, cause my Yule tasks are very like, they're kind of small. So what I've been trying to do over the last few years is find a way to make Yule more of a celebration in my home. And so I'm like, but I want to do it in a way like because this time of year is so it's already there's already so much going on. And um, when I was playing music, this was often a busy season for me work wise. um, It's always a busy season because there's like more events or Christmas parties going on. Um, Now that our kids are growing up, there's going to be probably more like performances. I, I have to like this is the first for me. I have to like bring baked goods to something for my kid. And I'm like, okay, so this is going in a direction where it's really only going to get busier. So when I was thinking about how I wanted to integrate Yule into our home, I was like, I don't want this to feel stressful. And just so we're all on the vibe, Yule is about, um, honoring the season and because winter is, and again, this is making, uh, are we Northern hemisphere, right? Southern Hemisphere is like Australia. Anyways, it's backwards in Australia. So we're entering the season of winter, which means that we are um, meant to go more dormant, more quiet. Um, So even just the fact that I'm like, I need to make Yule not stressful is in alignment with the vibe of Yule. So if you can vibe, which is being a busy person, but you still want to maybe honor a more spiritual experience around the holiday season. And especially if, um, again, you're someone kind of like me who I have really lost my connection to, um, Christianity. Uh, I, I grew up Catholic and I, at this point in my life, I don't have the call to like go to church, but it is cool. <laughs> like I, but I liked when Christmas was more meaningful in that regard. Like I liked that there was, more to it than just, you know, decorations and, you know, Santa kind of a thing. I liked that there was something like spiritual and magical about it. And so for me, that's another thing I've really liked about Yule is that it brings this, like it's more meaning, spiritual, like it's got this kind of that it brings that magic back for me that um, religion once held space for and no longer does for me. So anyways, if this all sounds like something that you could vibe with, then please allow me to share with you these very simple little ways that I, um, have been choosing to bring Yule into my home. Um, one of them, the one I'm most excited about is one I actually haven't done yet this year. And if you listen to the last podcast, then you'll know all about it. So I won't elaborate too much on the what it is, because if you want to find out more about it, just hit back on the podcasts. Um, it's a ritual I found because of TikTok. 
and it's called 12 Magical Nights. And that's something I can definitely see myself moving forward with. I love the concept. I love the idea. I love that it's something I'll be able to share with my family, with my spouse. I'll be able to like integrate my kids. Um, I just think that that's so, so cool. And it just, it, it's also kind of really neat because to me, it also carries into like the new year energy where we're kind of like wanting to think about, okay, what does, what do I want next year to look like? And we, it sort of covers two in one basis. So we're doing this Yule celebration, but also, um, kind of energetically projecting into the next year. So that's 12 magical nights. I'm definitely going to bring that into my annual celebration. Definitely going to bring my family into that celebration. And then other little things I've done, um, until then, cause that's my first year doing, or this is my first year doing that. Um, if you've ever heard of a simmer pot, that's a really, really great way to just kind of like, it's like, it's a good cleansing way. It's a good way to bring an in intention. Um, and it's very like seasonal appropriate. So you can make simmer pots any time of year. So the thing that would make it a you or more Yule based simmer pot is the ingredients that you choose. So any ingredients that are available that are more specific to like the season. So you want to use probably apples or oranges, um, clove, cinnamon, um, nutmeg, um, just thinking, sorry, I should have made notes on this podcast, which have just helped me so much. This is all off the top of my head. Um, bay leaves always, I put bay leaves in everything, but essentially what you can do is you take your ingredients. Um, and if you're not familiar with the properties of those ingredients, you can look them up. So anything citrus based usually is, um, associated with like joy, happiness. Uh, it's like got cheer to it. Um, and then say apples would be like, there's fertility and abundance related to apples. There's also, uh, to me, apples also represent a very like wholesomeness or hardiness. Like a, there's a strength, like, you know, apple trees are strong trees. Um, so I like that for apples and then look up the properties for like cinnamon and nutmeg and clove and all of those, um, you're going to find have like a certain warmth to them. Um, like cinnamon, for instance, a lot of people use it for, um, prosperity, but it's also really good for just energy movement, like, um, not speed exactly, but like getting things moving, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, you can bring those in. I think cloves have protection properties. Um, nutmeg, nutmeg, I'd have to actually look up. It feels like it'd be like cinnamon, but a little bit more, like a little more chill. <laughs> Like I said, cinnamon like gets things going. I feel like nutmeg is like the friend that's just like, like the cheerleader that's just sitting there like, yeah, you go girl. Like it's like there to support cinnamon. <laughs> I'll have to look up the properties of what it actually is. Cause I don't think that's a very good description. Um, but, uh, okay. So that's, you can make a simmer pot and then you could take bay leaves and you can write down some intentions. So say you're doing a simmer pot and your intention is to create, you know, that like, we've all felt that spirit of Christmas or that magic that comes with Christmas time. Maybe that's your intention. You're like, I just want to fill my house with the vibes. Maybe the Christmas season is just, you're not there yet. You don't have the, the Christmas magic is not settled. So this would be like, Oh, such a good simmer pot to do. And then like decorate your house. Um, so like December 1st vibes, I'm a little late. I know. Um, <laughs> but you can do it anytime. Just remember that. <laughs> So you set your intention, maybe it's like the spirit of Christmas or magic or just like, oh, tis the season. That's my intention. And you write maybe some things down on your bay leaves. Um, I usually use a Sharpie. You can use whatever. So you write down, I don't know, magic, um, 
spirit of Christmas. Um, you could write down or be more specific. Like, uh, I want joy. I want peace. I want like maybe what the spirit of Christmas means to you. You get more specific. Um, so you can write down that and, you, and then chuck everything into a pot of water and you just simmer pot. It's, you let it, you let it just simmer. Um, and then I have had people ask, well, what do I do, you know, to try not to waste things and whatever. Um, I think the fruit is usually like donezo at the end, but if you have like chickens or, uh, pigs or some sort of creature that would like benefit from that, you can also like throw them all into like a little blender and do them up and kind of make a, like a little chicken pig sludge. If that's, if you're into that, um, but otherwise, most people, I think, will just take the remnants of that and um, you can put it like in your front garden, your front, like basically where no one's going to walk because obviously it's going to get icy because it's water. Um, but it will, it's obviously all biodegradable. So as long as you have chosen things to put in it that are biodegradable. But I also support the Urban Witch. So if you just put it down the garburetor with like love and light, that's fine. <laughs> So we are, we are witches that are also functional people. Okay. So sometimes we just do what we can do. And, um, I think, I don't know about you, but sometimes I can not, I won't do something if it, if it feels like there's too many steps or it's like, because that's where we get into overwhelm territory. So that's why I believe in just making magic accessible for you in the phase of life that you're in. And you know, that's why the garburetor is, it's gar garburetors are magical. Like who invented those? those they're amazing. I love a garburetor. <laughs> so it's just all perspective. So simmer pot is a really great, um, pretty simple Yule tradition. Um, and also this, uh, you can put flowers in your Yule pot. Um, cranberries would be another good thing. Um, it is going to create a, a smell. So make sure whatever you're putting in is like a cohesive palette in that regard or nothing in it that you're not going to want to smell. You can throw essential oils in there if you want to kind of amp it up a little bit. Um, so feel free to be creative. And essentially the biggest thing is everything you put in the simmer pot, you're just doing it with intention. So whether that's actually looking up the properties and knowing what you're putting in or whether it's just, I want to make this, you know, smell so good because that's going to make me feel so good. And then I'm going to decorate and put on music while I, you know, have my simmer pot wafting in the air. As long as what you have chosen is your intent is intentional. It's, it's perfect. That's, that's it. So magic doesn't have to be, super complicated, super complex, and nor should it be, in my opinion. I mean, well, depends on what you're doing, but for our purposes, for Christmas time purposes especially, let's keep it simple. Um, another Yule tradition that I brought into my house, again, trying to make it something that didn't feel like extra work, even though this it sort of is. <laughs> I got a... Um, uh, so every year we get for our Christmas tree... Um, we get a real Christmas tree. I think this year we're actually going to go out and cut our own tree down and we might make that a new tradition, go out with our kids and do that. Um, but in the past we've purchased one. Now they are very expensive. So we're <laughs> rethinking that this year. Um, but yeah, so uh, we have a real tree and we decorate that as our Christmas tree. But what I got was uh, my sister-in-law gifted us uh, when she was moving, she gifted us her old fake Christmas tree. So I have two trees. <laughs> 
which is low key extra. I know that. Okay. <laughs> and so it's not going to be for everybody, but you could, you could get a little teeny tiny baby tree, like just a little, you know, it does this again. It doesn't have to be big, make it accessible, be creative, do what makes sense for you. Um, but essentially I have one tree that is like the Christmas tree. And then the other one is the Yule tree. And I kind of decorate them a little bit differently. So my Christmas tree, um, I'm like a nostalgic Christmas tree girly. Like my aesthetic for Christmas is very like red, white, and green, very, um, like, uh, throwback. Like no, I don't really have new decorations. I thrift all my decorations and I like to like kind of feel like I'm in 1998 Christmas. Um, so it's not aesthetic. It's, it's just, we're just, it's warm and fuzzy vibes. <laughs> um, and so that's my Christmas tree. And then my Yule tree, I kind of picked a like nature theme, I guess. So I have a lot of stars on it because those feel witchy to me. I have uh, this year I bought a decoration that looks like a key because it reminded me of Hakate, Hakate and her key. She's the keeper of the keys. Um, I put on like I found at the dollar store, I found like uh, pine cones that have glitter on them. So I put like pine cones. I also have pine cones with no glitter, just pine cones stuffed in there. Um, my uh, colors, if you will, are a little bit more neutral because they're more like what you would find in nature. Um, so it's kind of like my <laughs> the irony of my fake tree being the <laughs> the natural or the nature based tree. Um, <laughs> so funny. Anyways, but I so I use like um, like my garland is this kind of burlap green ribbon that I got um, instead of a you know garland and then uh lights the last few years I've done uh clear lights again just kind of thinking like they was more like neutral or trying to like honor that earthy palette but this year I might do colored lights I don't know I'm gonna kind of play around with whatever I want to do um and so that's been a way that just it just didn't feel too especially because my yule tree oh yeah I also made witch balls oh that's a fun yule thing to do okay remember to come back to witch balls. Um, but anyways, on the Yule tree are all of like just my witchy things. So I've also done dried oranges as decorations, which is like, Oh, look at the guys. We have so many Yule things we could do. <laughs> um, anyways, essentially everything on that tree, very little like fake decorations, a lot of like earth made decorations. Like, and, um, one that I, I saw, um, on Pinterest this year, I thought was really cool idea to add to the, um, Yule tree was someone was using flowers. Now they were using fake flowers. I'm sure I would too. Um, but that would add like a pop of color, but it still has like earthy inspo. Like, um, so I thought that was such a good idea too. So you can get, maybe get some faux flowers on sale or find some at the thrift store or whatever. Or like, um, they also use like, um, what are those called? Sprigs of cranberries and I was like oh that's really clever too so uh but basically I just like use an earthy um like things found in a nature palette is essentially what my yule tree is inspired by um and then again anything like witchcraft so again stars um feel witchery to me the key um, Hecate's key so hopefully that kind of gives you um a little bit of a leg to stand on and then just to go back to witch balls and um 
my oranges for decorations. Um, if you take oranges and you slice them so that they're in like circles, uh, do them pretty thin. It's like, maybe I'd say like quarter of an inch. Um, if they're too thick, they, it'll just take forever for them to dry out. If they're too thin, they will go wobbly, which is not actually that big a deal. It's just, they'll just be wobbly. Does that bother you? It doesn't bother me. So, um, like they'll just kind of warp. Uh, anyways, so you go and you slice these oranges and then you put them in the oven at about 200 degrees and let them, that is going to take a while. Like you, you go get comfy cause it's going to take probably like four or five hours, but keep an eye on them because everybody's oven's a little bit different. And also I haven't made these for a few years. So I don't fully remember. Um, but yeah, so then you go and you basically dry out. You also don't have to use the oven. If you're very patient, you have days, then you would just set them out to dry, like in the window or whatever, and just make sure you're flipping them. You have to flip them in the oven too. um, flip them over just to make sure that both sides are even more or, uh, drying more evenly. And, uh, once they're done, they're so pretty because they almost look like stained glass when you hold them against the light. Um, and I, they, they naturally kind of like, uh, crack a little bit where you can kind of string something through them. So I used twine and then, um, I had some ribbon and that's it. I just threaded the twine and the ribbon and kind of, and then just set them on the tree. And if you set them so that they're like placed in front of a light and the light shines through that sort of the, um, it's not the rind of the orange, the center of the orange. Like, I don't know why I can't think what it's called. Anyways, it sort of shines like stained glass and they look so pretty and they're kind of fun for, um, gifts too. Like if you want to, if you want to give gifts to your friends for Christmas, but want to keep it on a very manageable budget, then make these like little homemade Christmas decorations. Same thing with the glittery pine cones. Those would be super easy to make. You just go on a little foraging adventure, get some spray glue, roll them in glitter, and you could give away little nature Yule themed Christmas decorations. Um, the other ones, the witch balls, the witch balls are so fun. So they're supposed to be in glass balls, but I have small children. So mine are in plastic because I, I just don't need to worry like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so again, we are witches of 2023, which means we don't always do what it is. We do what works for us. And, uh, with a one and a three-year-old, I'm telling you, uh, plastic is what works for me. Um, so you can go to, uh, I got mine from Michael's. There's some at the dollar store. Uh, you can go wherever, but get a, uh, and this time of year, cause what are we at right now? December, I'm recording this on December 11th, so it'll probably come out in a few days. So this time of year is really good to go to Michael's and get discounts for Christmas related stuff. So you might be able to go get a sale. Um, but I got a bin of, um, clear plastic balls, like Christmas balls. Um, and then what you do is you, uh, decide on your ingredients. I think for most of them, um, I kind of, I made a bunch of different ones, but I put in sage, maybe lavender, you can do rose petals. Um, I'm trying to think what else I put in there cinnamon like you can put anything in them but essentially you're doing this the same way sort of like think about it in the same way as your simmer pot um rosemary would be actually another really nice thing oh there's these rosemary wreaths you can make mm, so cute okay coming back to the rosemary wreaths don't let me forget um but yeah in the witch balls you can just you put in all these dried herbs you want to use some make sure your herbs are dry or you will uh might have mold issues um, so make sure everything is dry that you put in. Um, 
you can put in glitter, like you can, again, make it pretty, make it crafty, whatever you want to do, or keep it more nature-based, earthy, whatever, because I know that glitter is not our super best friend when it comes to being uh, biodegradable and earth-friendly. Um, but you do you. And uh, essentially, you just shove all the ingredients into the witch ball with intention. So I just shove it in like, <laughs> but it is what it feels like. And then you can tie like a little ribbon around and like pop it up on the tree. And they're so they're so pretty. Um, and the same thing, um, intention, like what do you want to bring to your Yule year? Do you want peace? Do you want protection? Do you want... Um, or maybe, you know, you're making your witch ball to like set the tone for the new year and what you want to like call to you. So the witch ball practice can really, again, be whatever you want to make it. And as long as you are being intentional, this is, it's, it's, you can't screw it up. Like if you screw, this is what most magic, like if you are, you know, witch curious and you're just scared about the repercussions of like screwing up. Okay. Most magic, if you screw it up, um, and you are just doing like witch balls or simmer pots or that kind of thing. Most of the time, the worst thing that's going to happen is it doesn't work. That's usually the worst case scenario. The second like worst case scenario is you'll like get a cold or kind of not feel well one day. And I mean that in like the very like, Oh, I'm really tired today. Like it, nothing astrological, uh, astrological, <laughs> astronomic. I think is what I was trying to say. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. She's done too much Zodiac work <laughs> in the last while. Anyways, it's you, you, when you screw up witchcraft, when, especially when you're learning and you're doing very like little, little things, um, the things that you're going to notice as fallout are not like, they're not worth not trying is all I'm saying. And even if you get sick, that's more indicative to me that, um, it's, you weren't grounded, um, or you didn't like kind of shield enough or you didn't, uh, properly replace that energy within yourself. So let's pretend you expended and this, you'd have to expend a, a bit of energy in order for, to get sick. So let's pretend you like put a lot of energy into a working and then you didn't replace it properly. Um, that's where you might get sick because your body then needs time to restore. And so what I mean by replace it is, okay, you're expending energy into your craft, into your working. And then what you'd want to do is make sure you're doing like just some low key self-care, make sure you're hydrated, make sure you have chosen some nutritionally dense foods to replenish your energy. Um, maybe it's having a restful afternoon or a bath or, um, like a little brief meditation. Like it doesn't usually take a lot, but if you haven't like expended a lot of energy, you just want to make sure that you're recovering that energy intentionally and on your own terms. And that's how you would want to prevent like, you know, getting worn down or getting sick. And then it's just especially, um, probably noticeable if say you put a lot, you expended a great deal of energy into that working. And then you went out to like a Christmas party or something. Cause now you're actually way more vulnerable to other people's energy, like replacing that little gap that you've created. Um, it's not the best way to explain this, but I feel like it's working. So I'm just going to roll with it. Um, so yeah, that's just, it's, there's really, and if you think about like any like learning curve, there's always going to be some bumps. I, it's not a great reason to stay away from it. You can't avoid the learning bumps or the bumps that come with learning. So just go for it. Don't fear 
Like fear should not be the reason that you are not stepping into this. If it should be an act of choice, it should be because you don't want to. I support all that. But if you're simply not pursuing witchcraft because you're fearful of what could happen, I'm hopefully trying to tell you like it's it's not that serious. Like not at the beginning until you start doing really intense workings. It's the repercussions are not they're not that serious. And by the time you are doing really intense workings, you will know <laughs> how to avoid repercussions. So, and you'll know how to fix them too. Like if something does happen, you'll be like, Oh shoot, I like missed a step there or, Ooh, and you'll be able to adjust. So, um, just, you know, you won't be too, you're not going to be too big for your britches, so to speak. Um, by, you know, dabbling in these little things. So just quickly coming back to these really cute, rosemary wreaths that I saw oh my gosh they were adorable so you just you get fresh rosemary um and cut off a, a stem and basically like circle it back to itself um I think this person I don't think they glued it I haven't done this yet I just saw it on the internet um I don't think they glued it I think they just tied it together like the two ends of the rosemary branch and then hung like a little string and maybe a little bow at the top. But I was like, that's so cute. And I think that that would be a really, and a really, really great witchy decoration. Like, um, something it's, it's teeny tiny, but you know, something you could hang on your door symbolically rosemary at your front door is always a good, um, protection. Um, I always think rosemary as like a gentle protector, like a, like a mother energy, um, versus say like a bodyguard or like even dad as a protector is a stronger or more heavy energy, but your mother is, um, she is the ultimate protector still. So it's a very strong form of protection, but it's a very gentle protection. If that makes sense, it's kind of paradoxical, but again, think mother, mother energy. She is like your strongest protector, but she's like a, a gentle protective space. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. Like a womb. Um, okay. There was one more thing I wanted to say. Let me see if I can remember what it was. Okay. Another tradition that I've, um, done and not as well because I haven't quite figured out how I want it to look yet, but is making a Yule log. Um, so the, the tradition I have been using is that you cut off the base. So, in, so let's say it's 2022 Christmas Yule you cut off the base of your Yule tree. So like the stump at the bottom. And then you save that till 2023. And then that's your 2023 Yule log. So you have to like save a piece of wood for a year. Now I have done this. I don't know if I want to keep doing it. Like I'm like, that's a long time to have a stump like hanging around in your house. But I, you can put it in with your Christmas decorations. It could be, it could be fine. Um, but so far I only, only the one year did I decorate the Yule log properly and do, do it up like you're supposed to. Um, so I haven't found a way to really make that work, but you can Google Yule logs. Maybe there is something that you can vibe with that. Um, cause I think essentially the idea is that you make it into a centerpiece and it sits like on your table all year and um, it has three candles and you can light those candles and it's you can light them each evening at dinner time or you know what I mean like you can kind of really integrate it as a part of your uh, daily experience I just haven't personally had a lot of luck with it but I do encourage you to check it out if you think that that would be something that would work for you ultimately I think with with any type of um, pagan holiday and celebration, it's really just about understanding the gist of what 
that what that holiday is about and you can celebrate it in any way that that is um, a reflection of that energy for you so yule is um really like so usually yule is um on the same day as the solstice and that is our darkest uh, day of the year where we have the least amount of light, like where we're going into darkness. This is meant to be a time where we're going into a state of reflection, introspection, quiet, rest, rejuvenation. Like we are supposed to be doing what nature is doing and nature is in a slumber. It's in a state of hibernation where, um, we're not blooming. We're not blossoming. We're not like out there. We're kind of just coming in, collecting ourselves and restoring ourselves and I think that your Yule practices should really foster to that and what that means for you. So not to harp on the 12 magical nights, but that is some, that's why that one really resonates with me because it essentially is calling me into, so 12 nights of prioritizing that state of rest. Um, I think, uh, for me personally, like I'll be adding in a meditation aspect to that, um, practice. Um, and it's asking me to set aside, you know, even if it's 10 minutes, but it's setting aside time to not be on my phone, not be, you know, parenting my kids, cleaning my house, um, not be, you know, doing something, or if I am doing something that day, I still have to set aside and prioritize that time for quiet, that time for introspection. Um, there's a journaling aspect to it as well, which is again, really fostering that idea of introspection. So that's what I like about the 12 magical nights, but you can do, you could commit to your Yule practice could just be having a meditation or even a restorative yoga practice through the month of December or, you know, from Yule, you know, 10 days circulating Yule or whatever. It's, um, really just making something like feeling welcome to create what's going to work for you. And, and I think especially like something that you want to do each year, maybe it's, it's something you like look forward to. Like, I think we all, I mean, not all of us look forward to Christmas, but there's a lot of us that look forward to Christmas and what that means for us. Um, maybe it's, you know, having our families together or maybe it's having a couple weeks off at Christmas time. Um, but if there is something, you know, you're looking forward to the holiday season, make your Yule practice, um, something you would actually like, you're like, Oh gosh, it's December. Ooh, my Yule practice is coming up. I'm so excited or I'm so happy about that. Or I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and honestly, especially if you, do, if you don't love Christmas, maybe it's even more a reason to give yourself something for Yule that you do love and look forward to. Maybe that would help make December a more meaningful or more, um, easeful month for you. I know that a lot of what makes December difficult and Christmas time difficult is that it is so centered around family. So if we have any difficult with our family, uh, our difficulties, pardon me, with our family, if we have lost loved ones, um, it can just be a, a really grief filled time. And so Yule is an energy that really honors being in a state of grief and being, um, 
inward and with self. And again, maybe that is an energy that would really balance out those feelings um, of how you might feel around your family. Like if it if that feels overwhelming to be around your family, then maybe we're looking forward to Yule because it has nothing to do with being around my family. It's a time for me to go introspective with myself. So yeah, anyways, I hope that um, I, I'm going to leave you with that. And I hope that what has been the most um, noted or notable piece of this podcast is like Yule is yours to create you can create your own traditions uh, if you use anything or you like anything that I specifically said I would so love to hear from you if you want to send me pictures I love pictures um show me your yule tree or show me your you know rosemary wreaths or whatever you are um creating and <laughs> just to point this out because it's kind of funny but Christmas itself is so pagan guys like you bring in like a tree like from the outside and you decorate it and then we like leave an offering milk and cookies we leave an offering for the spirit <laughs> of Christmas like it's it's just so hilarious how how pagan it is we put wreaths on our door we like it's just it's very it's once you really just like look at <laughs> it's very it's just so pagany. <laughs> So even if you do none of these things and you just celebrate Christmas, but you're just like, I'm a Christmas witch, you know, <laughs> that's, that's also enough. Uh, anyways. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you all the best this holiday season. I wish you a very happy Yule, a festive Christmas, a joyous Kwanzaa, um, happy Hanukkah, all the things. Peace in, peace out.